Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Halloween. Don't be scared. We're back with another spooky episode this year. I brought back Garrett. He was on the spooky cast last year, but this year we have a new addition. We brought on one of my best friends, Nate Miller, and we had a great time. We talked about our experiences at Not Scary Farm, Garrett ghosting us in Ghost Town. We go over our, our favorite scary movies and talk a little bit about the paranormal. And I highly suggest you check the show notes because I'm linking a tweet. It was tweeted out by my friend Stephanie. She captured what looks like some sort of crazy ghost and it haunts me to this day thinking about it. So please, I urge you to go check that out. And I hope you guys stay safe out there tonight. If you guys are going out trick or treating, doing spooky stuff, just be safe. Don't go alone and just make it out alive. I love this season. And as you guys are listening to this, I'm currently in Florida. So I hope you guys miss me. No, I'm just kidding. I really don't care. But I hope you guys have a great Halloween. Stay safe. Get all the awesome candy. And please enjoy the spooky cast with Garrett and Nate. Part two, we're here. Welcome, Garrett and Nate. How's it going? What's up? What's going on? Honestly, I'm <laughs> I'm so like obsessed with that game, The Outer Worlds. It's like all I wanted to do. Like I woke up so fucking late today. It's the latest I've woken up all year. Like I I woke up at like one o'clock, and I was so pissed because my plan was to get up early play some outer worlds and i knew that i had an early podcast and this is why i need to get a little more organized i i i figured i was like i know i have a morning podcast but i couldn't figure out with who and sure enough i wake up to a message like hey sorry i never gave you my number like i'm still good to go at uh noon and i'm like oh shit but luckily the person was cool. We rescheduled. It's still going down, but it's just my fault for being irresponsible and being out super late last night. Yeah. I mean, we got home like at four in the morning. Yeah. Nate, I was <laughs> so, I was so tired, Nate, that I knew that I left those photos that I printed out in your little center console, but they're just too heavy for me to pick up because I was so tired. I just wanted to get inside <laughs> yeah. and go to bed. I don't know if you got those pictures out of your car. Yeah, I saw him because I went, you know, to the store earlier. So I was like, "Oh, look at this!" Well, Cecilia saw him and was like, "What's these?" And like, "Oh, he wants me to put these on the. He wants me to put the one of us on the fridge." And he's like, "What about the one with her, him and Raven?" I'm like, "No, he meant to take that one." Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were at the mall yesterday, Garrett, and there was some like kiosk that you could print your Instagram photos from. And I thought it was kind of a cool idea and I wanted to test the quality. So I selected the group picture that um, Nate and Cecilia and I took in Galaxy's Edge. And then I printed out the one of me and Raven and it actually came out like pretty cool. 
Yeah, I think I saw the story, someone's story posting about it. But uh, you mean the photo at Galaxy's Edge that you guys couldn't wait for me to go over to take? Dude, I'm so sorry. Yeah, but you were you were being uh, the hero that day. You were getting us a, um, a reservation time at the cantina. So you're doing really important stuff. That's true. That's true. But don't worry, Sunday, Garrett, I've been waiting. Uh, obviously not today, today is Sunday, but uh, this upcoming Sunday, Dapper Day, I don't know what you're wearing, but we're gonna look nice and we're gonna take a picture together and I'm gonna post it on my feed. So just don't worry, it's going down. Dude, I'm stoked. Hey, real quick, I took a I took a page out of your playbook and I cleaned up my Instagram too. I only have like 50 pictures now. <laughs> Dude, respect. You don't need all the clutter. Just, uh, you know, just make it your own. Bingo. But it's October. We're just, um, well, okay, I, I guess uh, this today is Halloween. If you guys know what I mean, this is um, coming out on Halloween, but we're not recording on Halloween, whatever. And this is something that I've always wanted to do. Um, like a couple of years ago, I did my spooky Twitch streams. I was playing uh, the evil within and that was fun. I definitely sucked at that game because I never beat it. I never even played the second one and I stopped streaming on Twitch and I've wanted to keep the spooky theme going. Garrett and I did a podcast last year and I'm happy that we're doing this again this year. And um, I just wanted to talk about just Halloween, cool horror movies and just all things spooky. I don't know if you guys have anything specific you guys want to start off with. I mean, do you guys want to start with what's your favorite scary movie? I know like your your favorite freaking scream. You want to say it like that? I'll be standing outside your window looking at you. Man, uh, that's true. Um, And Scream for me is like awesome just because it's um, to me, it's like realistic. Like when I think about Michael Myers, Jason, I could spinning heel kick those fools. I could take them out. No problem. Right. But with Scream, you got people plotting against you doing some real shit. That's what scares me. Frat boys scary. <laughs> yes. Frat boys, they scare me because they took Mo Bamba from us. And <laughs> I can never forget. Nate, we went to Coachella. And I didn't even want to hear Mo Bamba live because I knew all the Chads and Steves were going to be there. So I'm scared of the frat boys. And you didn't want to mosh pit with them? No, I just wanted to stay away. The only rap people I wanted to see was Gucci Gang because I knew the frat guys weren't into that. It wasn't, uh, you know, on their radar yet. It might be now. You got to watch out for the khaki short wearing, boat shoes wearing, friggin' salmon polo wearing, MAGA hat wearing dudes who are at those shows saying, probably saying the N word fully because they think it's all right, which it totally isn't. No, they don't have a hood pass. Ben last night at Not Scary Farm told me that he had a hood pass, but he didn't want to use it. And I was like, all right, because yeah, an inner city night. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Garrett Garrett didn't know that it was inner city night, Nate, until I told him before we got on the air. It makes sense now, though. Everything about last night makes sense now. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. When we're walking in, I'm like, why is there school buses of kids being let out? I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) Yeah, and for the listeners, we were at Not Scary Farm last night, and it was just packed full of teenagers. It was almost unbearable. 
Yeah. So, Garrett, what's your favorite movie, scary movie? Uh, my favorite scary movie? It's it's rough, man. There's so many good ones. Um, I mean, I've always been a fan of, like, like the 90s kind of, I like to call them cheesy scary movies. Like, they're not, but, you know, everything in the 90s seemed to be really cheesy. But, like, yeah. you know, like you mentioned Scream, but also, like, Final Destination. Yeah. And, like, I Know What You Did Last Summer and all those. <laughs> yeah, those are very significant in the era that um, yeah. you know, it really kind of helped <laughs> horror again kind of like how it's being revitalized now yeah exactly um but yeah those those are kind of like the ones that i kind of gravitate more to i mean i like all the classics well i mean all the, like the 70s 80s classics too and then there's even you know the hammer horror classics but um but for for some reason i gravitate towards like those 90s ones and then the newer ones too like i mean it chapter one uh, when they did the remake was just amazing. Two was good, but not as not as prevalent yeah. in my Bill mind. Bill Hader killed it in it though. He was funny. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel like I got bored during the second or during chapter two. I felt like I was like, okay, like I get it. Can this just be over? I, I think I might even dozed off like I normally do in the movies. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird though because like I was expecting like okay, you know they're they're adults now, like they're kind of doing this weird thing where like chapter one was just them going through it as kids. Chapter two, them being adults, but they like they went back a lot, like more than I would expect them to when they were like flashbacking or doing stuff when they were kids. Like, I don't know. Yeah. My mom's a big Stephen King fan and she like was severely disappointed with the decisions they made with it, too. They like changed a lot of significant parts of the story to kind of fit like a different, you know, cause like the whole beginning sequence was in the book of it chapter two, you know, it was like, why was it? It, it like never attacked adults. So to start, you know, and attacking a individual at the beginning of that kind of threw her off right off the beginning. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, obviously those, the people at the beginning were not, were not child, like children. They were definitely adults. So yeah, not even from people there they were visiting. So it's like, why did you attack visitors? Which, you know, it was the whole thing of being indoctrinated and everything. So it's just didn't even, it was just such a random curveball. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, did you answer the question, Nate? What's your favorite scary movie? You know, like, it's a, there's a lot of different, like, horror films that, like, I really like, you know, and they kind of, break down in different genres but overall my favorite one is kind of a campy one it's a creep show the 1982 anthology film by george a romero and it was written by stephen king like that one i've always gravitated towards and it's just a pretty iconic film for its time because it's just used a lot of visual effects and kind of like a homage to old school horror comics and i don't know just the whole vibe of it and the stories are just really good and really entertaining and i've always loved the film and i still continue to enjoy it now and like they had that maze at the horror nights and you know for me it was like not even like being scared going through it i was just more like because i'm going through those scenes that you know, from the movie and i was just more like had a big smile on my face because i was just like this is awesome <laughs> okay that's awesome yeah, I, I definitely know that feeling because that's how I felt when I went through the Saw maze a, a couple of years ago at Horror Nights. Like, obviously, I wasn't going to be scared of Saw because I'm really good at puzzles because of playing games like Silent Hill and Resident Evil. I could make my way out of a Saw movie, no problem. 
but just walking through the maze and just seeing all the things that I recognize from the film, I was like, hell yeah, this is so sick that they have it in here. And I was just kind of just fanboying the whole time versus like, you know, trying to not be scared. Yeah. And I feel like that's an issue with universal because if you're really into like these properties, you kind of have an expectation of what's going to happen or what, you know, through the maze because they try to follow along with it. And so you kind of, there's like the element of surprise is kind of missing and it's mainly just jump scares when it comes to that. But if you're unfamiliar, there's a few things where, you know, it comes out. That's why a lot of people like original mazes more than like things based on properties because it's, you know, you go in there unexpected. Like you don't know what's, you know, the theme, you know, what's really going to happen as the storyline for these mazes. And I, I know it would be like a logistical nightmare, but I feel like just the way that the mazes flow with the people like walking through them, you definitely get spoiled on where people are going to jump out or these effects are going to try to scare you. And I, I wish there was a way to like make it so that you could just go in with like a small group and they kind of space things out better so we can actually feel the true effect of the maze instead of just walking through and be like, oh, the uh person in front of me just got scared so there goes my opportunity of getting scared you know, i saw it all happen someone did do that and uh it was warner brothers and i went last year uh, which they didn't do it this year which i was kind of bummed out about it because i thought they did a really good job and they really did like they did things differently with their mazes that i really liked uh for like example they did the conjuring maze last year and what it is, is like they made like a replica house, like, you know, maybe one they already had on the property because you know, it's on the actual studios, kind of like Universal. And they made it so each part of the scare zone is like a, its own individual room and section. And so they've moved groups into the room and like the each section and do little events or little storylines like that. And so it was like the first one was like you walk into like the Lorraine, and, you know, their museum and then it's just things start falling and doing things inside the room and people it's like, you know, like the doll disappears, like it's like Annabelle doll, for example, disappears from the case and it's all stuff. It's just more you're in the moment with a group of people and they don't tell you what's going on. It's just like, Oh, here, roam this museum. And it's just like little effects like that. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like that sounds like it'd be a way more enjoyable experience versus just kind of walking kind of single file through this maze that has cool stuff, but then kind of cheapening the experience when you're watching like, you know, people, a couple of people ahead of you get scared and you kind of like already know like, Oh, okay. So I'm going to be around this corner. There goes the fun of yeah. the, you know, the unknown. And sometimes it messes up the scare just in general because, you know, they have to reset or whatever. And so if you're kind of in the, you know, even though you're not, in, let's say necessarily in because the, they have little hallways that separate the things when you're in the middle of that hallway, a lot of times people are opening up the, you know, the little shades, little veils, like blocking the next section. And you kind of just peek in and you see like, oh, there's something right here. Like that's, you know, in the dark that started to go backwards, you know, and like I, I could see it. So you already have that expectation of what's going to happen. Yeah. Did you experience any of that last night, Garrett, when you were at Scary Farm? Um, yeah, a little bit like there was certain times where like they kept letting people go and go and go and go. And so it was just this long, long line. And then there were other times where like it was like, you know, split kind of between groups more or less. Um, and then for some reason, uh, I kept going for first, like, so like, uh, I was there with, you know, my family. So my wife 
and her uh, sister, her sister's husband and their mom. Um, and like they kept having me go first and I was like, okay, whatever. Like, cause I, I don't get like, I don't know. I don't get like spooked easy or like crazy scared at those things. Like they're fun for me. I enjoy them, but like, I don't get like crazy scared, but, um, but so obviously, you know, with like a big group in front of us, like, you know, I could see all the, you know, actors or people, um, you know, scare actors going, you know, resetting and trying to scare other people. Um, but there was this one point in a maze where I did get a little spooked. It was for, um, dark ride, which is like the carnival one. Yeah. I like that one. (laughs) Yeah. I like that one too. Um, I'll get to which one was my favorite in a minute, but, um, but during that ride or during that, that maze, there was a point at which you walked into like, um, I don't know. It was like a portion of it. It was a small room that you walked in, you took a right and then you did a horseshoe to the left. And I didn't notice anything going on except for all of a sudden I took a right. And then I started doing the horseshoe to the left and someone was like on a platform above in the center, like grabbing people. And I didn't notice that. So they grabbed me and I was like, ah, and it was like a clown. So that was, that was, that got me last night. So that was pretty, pretty fun, but everything else like it was fun, but like, not crazy scary, but I just like the, you know, the, the time and effort that goes into it. Um, and then on that note, my favorite one was dark entities. Cause that one was super cool. Yeah. That one had some pretty intricate effects. Yeah. Sure. Like I was really surprised. Like they had like, there was a few things where I was like, Oh, that would have been a good opportunity that I thought. But I mean, it's also the same thing as like, I kind of missed some parts with that just because of the timing, you know? And so, but yeah, that one was really well done. Yeah, all their effects with like laser. Oh, sorry, Jamie, but just all the effects with lasers this year was so cool. But yeah, that was the alien one. Okay, I I was making sure because that was the one maze that we went to that I didn't pay attention to what the name was. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Dark Entities. I liked it. It kind of gave me like the Thing vibes on it, too. It was like a mixture of like Alien and like the Thing. Yeah, like especially because they had like those deformant like the abominations and stuff and like some of that stuff was really massive like i was kind of surprised by the size of the puppets and a few of them yeah yeah some of them like they reuse them but other times like i didn't see one that i'd seen before in that one the dark entities one i really liked the those floorboards that you'd step on and it was like super bassy oh yeah it was like vibrating yeah it was yeah. like when you pay the quarter the at the fair to get your feet <laughs> massaged it's pretty much one of those i stood there for a bit because i was like ooh, yeah yeah it was like working my body i was like oh this is nice yeah i i was surprised at like how crazy it was because it was like you could feel it through your whole entire body trying to wine and dine you before they scare you i appreciate it <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like my favorite maze, maybe I'm just being uh, silly, but it was Shadowlands and it just kept uh, reminding me of um, when the plague decimate the weak. I, I just love <laughs> making references to it. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I just love the whole, um, you know, theming with all like the Japanese culture and the samurais and the like undead geishas and the fans and samurai swords. I just thought it was like super awesome. You know what I really like liked about that one was there's a samurai part where they were like, you know, kind of like bringing out the swords and striking down. They kind of startled me with one because the guy was like behind a pillar and he did like the sword straight down as I was walking like through the pillar. And I was like, oh, like I thought 
but right next to that, there was this guy, and he's next to the two mannequins, but he can swing left or right towards either mannequin, and it knocks their head off. Like, you know, does it fully, like, it just does it, so it just kind of, like, it has, like, a hinge and, like, you know, hangs off, and I'm, I just thought that was really sick because it was just not something I expected, you know? <laughs> you went, and you just see a head fling, fling off, and you're like, oh, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that was in like the the final room, right? And then there's yeah. like, yeah, that he was in like the center of the room. Yeah, yeah, super awesome. Did you happen to make it out to that one, Garrett? Oh yeah, yeah, and I've done that one before, so they've they've had that one for a few years now, and I think this is the last year they're doing it. But yeah, no, that one's always really cool. Um, it's not like crazy scary, but just the theme is very interesting. And I was like cracking jokes, like, all right, we got a Naruto run through this whole thing (laughs) (laughs) on on your way to area 51. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You, you ran like that to dark entities. Oh, wow. Dude, um, dude, really randomly though. So we were in the line for that maze. Cause you know how it's on like the back end of the park next to like the main street. That's like parallels the park yeah it's right there on la palma and not yeah uh, no, exactly i uh, know excuse me la palma and western yeah but it originally it, it, it goes yeah la palma so that long east west street la palma that goes you know that follows the whole park mm-hmm. so we we were in line and the line how it works is you know it kind of wraps around the back of the park and then parallels with la palma and then turns around and goes back to where the maze is. So we were on the end where we were about to turn around and go back to where the maze was. And all of a sudden, like, like my group is like, wait, what, what is that? And then we look over near the fence behind like this, like sh- it looks like a shed for knots, like, at, like storage shed. And like, there's this like kid in like a hood and a backpack, just like, like walking all strange behind the shed, like, near the fence and then like he like runs and then jumps the like the fence uh not to la palma but you know to get more into the park and then keeps running away towards like the carousel he totally just hopped the fence to get in damn you didn't stop him uh no i didn't but uh shout out to lexi she did narc (laughs) she she was she was uh she told security and was like yo some kid just like hopped the fence to get in dang but at that point there's no way like i mean there's so many kids you know what i mean it's like you know he get, if he gets anywhere near a crowd of kids he's he's home free oh yeah especially that night like you know there's so many kids out there yeah that's so crazy that reminds me of back in the day when like people used to sneak into coachella they would yeah. go and like get the bushes and just hop the fence and just run into the like the fence as fast as they could and there's no way for people to get caught yeah because there's just so many people but like it was kind of it was kind of spooky at first because like he was walking like he was trying to sneak but it seemed like he was just like walking in like a almost zombie manner and we're just like what the hell is that yeah <laughs> That's He's hyping himself up. Yeah. He's thinking about mom's spaghetti. And then <laughs> right when the, the beat hit, he jumps. Yeah. Man. I, I guess, yeah, and he probably really wanted to get in because that's a big fence to hop. Yeah. Well, I just don't understand if they're giving away free tickets why he had to hop. Well, he, he probably wasn't inner city. He's probably, you know, some middle class kid. Parents didn't want him to go, but he probably rebelled that night and was like, you know what, mom and dad? I'm hopping the fence. Screw you guys. Dang. Okay. All right. We're giving the 62 bucks. Respect, dude. <laughs> Damn. 
$62. I can't believe we spent that to go into Scary Farm last night. I, that's honestly not that bad <laughs> overall. I mean, um, Dark Harbor is a lot cheaper, but I was kind of expecting it to be a lot more because, I mean, Universal is, I think, generally like 80 So. Yeah, I was expecting eighty, but I didn't pay sixty-two. I paid sixty for because of a Carl's Jr. coupon, baby. <laughs> wow, you didn't drop that knowledge on us. Oh, sorry, guys. Damn. First, you hold on. I gotta let everybody know. Um, this whole night originated because Garrett was like, "Hey, guys, I'm going to not scary farm. You guys should come hang out with us." And we all get pumped because we're like, "Hell yeah, friendship! We're going to not scary farm. We haven't done anything like this together this whole season." And we get the group together. There's like, uh, there's like five of us plus Garrett, and it was supposed to be Lexi, uh, Erica, Kevin, and their mom and. Garrett paints it like we're hanging out the whole night and we're all excited. And a couple days before he puts us on, I was like, Hey, just let you guys know, like, I'll see you there. I'm going to be with my family and it should be fun. And we're like kind of caught off guard. Cause we're like, wait, we're going because you asked us to go. And I thought we were doing a group thing. And he was like, no, I told you from the beginning, it's just going to be me and the family. So we're like, okay, I guess like <laughs> we're going, I, I guess we're going to nods and not hanging out. And then, and then he switched his tune after Felix called him out and he's like, no, like we're all hanging out. We're all hanging out. And we're like, all right, cool. I guess we're back to the original plan. Tell me why last night we don't see Garrett. We get these texts like, hey, I'm over here. I'm over there. And we don't see him at all. Um, Nate is upset that we didn't see Garrett. We got tipsy Johnny wanting to cut Garrett out. And it was just crazy. Yo, hold up. Hold Tell me why I say, oh, I'm here. I'm here. Let's like, you know, I'm over here. Like, let's I'm already there. Let's go. And then you say, get a text. Hey man, there are o- they're only letting us have five max on Johnny's fright line fast pass, which tells me like, oh, they're just gonna go do their own thing since they have the fright line pass. They don't want to. They don't want to sit. They don't want to wait in the maze lines, which take over t- an hour and a half, like peasants, because Johnny has the fright line pass. <laughs> No, nah, we're we're willing to wait, but we couldn't we couldn't pin you down. You're like a rabbit. Not even. I told you guys where I was every time, every step of the way. I don't know. You, I you just told, followed what they did. <laughs> you, we're at the exit of Origins, and you said you exited Origins, and we're like, "Where is he?" You no, you said you were at the. You were getting on Origins. You ghosted us, bro. You you ghosted us in Ghost Town. Well, they call it ghost. They don't call it Ghost Town for nothing. <laughs> You're about to print that on a shirt or what? Holy shit! <laughs> go, what if I go? What if we ghosted? <laughs> That's terrible. But um, yeah. yeah, honestly, like I was really surprised that we didn't see each other. But it definitely was a hectic yeah. night because I, I know you guys had to wait in the lines, and even though like we had the the pass or whatever, like we still had to wait too. Like the only time it benefited us, I think, really was right, like right when we got there because we walked straight onto Infected. But everything else, like we literally had to wait. The same amount of time damn you guys walked on infected that's crazy because by the time we were so we were done with origins and we were thinking about doing infected and then the line was just like ridiculous yeah um the guy um just was really nice because like the the way the 
um, past worked and it just honestly really depends on who was signing your paper like they would give you a, a time to come back so basically you're just getting a, re- a return time but the guy was like oh just walk on for infected and we're like all right cool and then the second time we used it the girl was like oh you got to wait an hour and we're like okay even though the normal line was like 65 minutes we're like all right just a five minute difference this is weird and then like another time like i went and got it for i think dark ride and the guy was like oh just come back in like 20 minutes when the line was like an hour so it it just really depended on who was filling out the paper yeah dude yeah it was crazy last night so so to paint a picture um when we were leaving shadowlands uh exiting because it's weird you you enter from one side and then you exit the other side of like the carnival area yeah yeah, because you exit towards like kind of like the back side of supreme scream yeah yeah so when we were exiting we were trying to make our way to dark ride right after shadowlands Mm -hmm. and there was just like this giant bottleneck right at like this between the concession stand on the left and supreme scream on the right everyone was just dead stopped not moving it was like the worst crowd i've probably ever been in to try and walk and people were walking and then kids were like saying like excuse me excuse me i gotta get my friends and like we were just saying where do you want us to go we're walking this way too we're just stopped like no one can go anywhere it was a nightmare like it was that was the scariest part nothing in the mazes really scared me that was the scariest part of the night yeah low-key didn't want to be the guy that wanted to call it quits but as soon as i I think it was um i think it was ben or johnny they're like hey like after ghost rider do you guys want to just call it and in my mind i was like yes please like let's just fucking go it's so late and i'm over (laughs) it there's so many people and um we rode ghost rider and somebody was like trying to get us to go scope out another like maze or something and i was like no like let's just go we're good right and luckily (laughs) everybody was still kind of on board and we just called it after that because i think we left around like it was like closer to one o'clock yeah damn yeah that's a solid night like we we left at around like 12 or 12 30 lexi had to work this morning so we weren't gonna stay like crazy late but oh and I was surprised to see you at Disneyland because I, I thought we were all not showing up today. Well, I mean, there were other circumstances for, I guess, no one else to show up. But yeah, I just I had some time. I had nothing else to do. So wow. went to the park for a little bit. Wow. Are you departing from the group? Is is that what's going on? Definitely not. If you, I mean, you could have right. come, you could have come out. Sounds like they're trying to cut you out, man. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, wow. That's funny. So, you know, I don't get invited for the fr- with the fright pass. So you know, who's cutting who out? You're funny. <laughs> that wasn't my call. Um, but all right, not- I'm calling Johnny out then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk to Johnny. Um, but I, I feel like knots like overall, even though like this is like the first time that I've been in like ages. Like, like the last time I went, I was still living in Cyprus. If that gives you like any kind of indication how long it's been, it's been a really long time. Um, I, I still had a lot of fun. I, I was bummed that I didn't get to see any of my friends. I know uh, Aaron was the only one working out of the three friends that I have that work there, but I could not find out where he was. I, I don't know. He was a grave digger in some zone. And Sarah, she was at a wedding. And Lemus, um, he unfortunately uh, isn't working at Haunt anymore this season, but he will be returning next season. So I was kind of bummed about that. 
Yo, tell tell him to give me one of those friendship bracelets. <laughs> I I could make that happen. Um, I'll uh, hit him up and mention to him to see if he has any extra stock on those infamous friendship bracelets. For sure, dude's got to eat. So, nah. <laughs> all right. Um, let's kind of switch gears, Nate. You kind of mentioned the Conjuring earlier. And for me, I'm a fan of uh, James Wan. And when I saw the first Conjuring, I was instantly hooked. I was like, wow, this is like a, a real great like horror movie because I, I, I'm into the more like paranormal stuff. You used to go ghost hunting. Uh, Nate, did you ever go to Michelle's parents' house and go in the toy room? Uh, yeah, I've been in it. I've, uh, I don't know, like... Is it, you know, it's weird. I, I don't think I ever felt anything in that room. I think it was just more, I don't think I was really, when I actually went in there, really cared or really had an investment in paranormal. That's definitely changed a lot more in my later years. Just more like out of curiosity than, you know, anything else. But the only time I've ever felt like an actual, like kind of presence in that manner was, um, there's uh, Zach Baggins, who's from uh, Ghost Adventures. He has a museum in vegas and uh in one of the rooms there he had like an actual like one of the pucks and like the paranormal like equipment there and it was actively going and the only time i ever felt like kind of how they said like you feel lightheaded or you feel kind of like you're gonna faint was when i was inside that room when all that equipment was going on and i i had the i remember just having to leave and like feeling this like weight just lift off of me as soon as i left that room and i was just like oh that was a very unusual circumstance. That's crazy. I, I knew, uh, or well, I knew that you went to the museum, but you never told me about that experience. Yeah, there's a few things. Like when we walked through there, like there's things that were moving. Oh, another one was in the, the Dybbuk box room. Like, because he actually had like, you know, that the most cursed item is what people consider it to be. Because uh, no, the origins of that, <laughs> like, uh, item is just so bizarre and so creepy but i remember being in that room and constantly feeling like something was standing by me like and i would always like kind of look backwards i don't know it just felt like you know something was just hovering behind me and that was like the main time i've ever felt kind of and i don't know if it's just me in the moment kind of feeling like you know this i mean it was just kind of like a weird circumstance i mean the whole vibe of the place kind of exhumed that it was it's just yeah, I don't know. It just felt like a whole different vibe than I've ever felt. And those are like the main times I've ever felt like kind of that paranormal like sensation. And uh, did did you ever go to the cemetery with me and Ronnie? Because I, 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 I it was always me, Ronnie and somebody else. But I can't remember if it was Mark or if it was somebody else. I think it's Mark because I only went to to a cemetery with you once. And I was to see your grandmother, I believe. OK. All right. Yeah. That was that was well okay that was more recent but okay yeah so I was um, just, yeah just thinking about how crazy the 
toy room was at Michelle's house. But um, going back to they Conjuring, should probably explain the toy room because I mean you're saying it, but I don't think they would get what you're talking about. Um, okay, so our friend Michelle, shout out to Michelle. Um, her parents owned this house in Indio, and it was like a it was like kind of passed through the family. And this is like from what I can remember, it was like passed through the family, but before her parents um, took over. Um, her mom's uh, her mom's sisters uh, had the house or they were in the house before and in this toy room and they, they call it the toy room because that's where they store like all just old toys and they kind of mainly use it for storage. Um, nobody really sleeps in there. But I guess before Michelle and her parents moved into that house in the toy room, her aunt, um, they used to do black magic in that room. So um, apparently that's the reason why that specific room is haunted um, or has like spiritual activities because they used to perform black magic in there. And for me, like I've always been interested in the paranormal um, ghosts, you know, all that stuff. And they always talked about it. And I've always been skeptical because I've uh, I've never seen an apparition and before that and I, well I still haven't and and uh, before I, I went to the house I never really expect or experienced anything serious so um, even though I believe in it um, all that stuff and I enjoyed it I wanted to see like what was up and see if that kind of stuff is real so they were down uh, obviously we were friends with her ex Adrian we all went there and they told me that like, all right go check it out but just know when you step in that room it's different. Like you're going to feel like heaviness. And I was like, all right, this is like, you know, I think they're just trying to psych me out and I'm not even kidding. Like I walked into that room and it's like nothing I've ever felt before. Like I felt like there was just like weird gravity in that room. Like I, I felt like slow and it just didn't feel right being in there. And I've, I'd only been in there twice because I walked in there the first time to check it out, which didn't sit right with me. Then I think we went in there another time wearing some uh, Call of Duty pre-ordered um, night vision goggles to try to see if we could see anything with the night vision goggles and didn't see anything. It, it just felt really weird. Um, but being in that house, like I definitely experienced stuff like there was one time we were watching Community and um, Adrian or not Adrian. Andrew was sitting at this like this single chair. What was that? Nate? I don't know. I just yeah. Garrett, what's yeah. up? Oh, did you, did you hear that weird crashing noise? Yeah. No. I heard. I heard some type of um, like it sounded like wrestling. But I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was not going to lie. That kind of scared me because I'm in the middle of telling this this weird story. But um, we're watching community and Andrew was in this chair and um, the where the chair was placed. It was up against the wall. And if you're sitting in the chair, you're looking straight at the TV. But to your left was the beginning of the hallway. And I remember we were watching community and just out of nowhere andrew just jumps out of his chair and is like freaking out and we're like uh like what's going on like what are you doing and he was like you guys didn't see that and he's like freaking out we're like no like what are you talking about and he's like dude there was like an old guy down the hallway and like we thought he was messing around but he was like no he's like feel my heartbeat and it literally felt like his heart was beating out of his chest and M M michelle was really calm about it because i think she said that was like somebody she like was related to from like what I can remember and that he was just like messing around and that just kind of like ruined the vibes because like Andrew was like really freaked out and then like I was kind of scared I was like yeah like maybe we should just kind of call it and like get out of here um 
but yeah and then like the kitchen sink would like randomly turn on in that place and like i hated going anywhere alone in that house like when i'd be in adrian's room hanging out and i would have to pee like i would want them to come with me like no joke because it was just so scary and there's so many things that would go on like even while they would be in the bathroom taking a shower or doing anything weird in the bathroom so i would just like have them come with me because i was just so freaked out to be alone that's crazy like what about you garrett you have an experience like that uh no i think i think i mentioned it on the spooky casts last year that i actually haven't had any personal experiences like that before um have you seen them though like have you gone to like a place that's like someone has considered haunted yeah um so like i've been to my cousin's house like they used to say like they saw their like dead grandma in like this one area of their house and like it would feel really weird kind of like you know like you guys were saying like um really spiritual places will have like a heavy it'll weigh what kind of weigh down on you and i didn't really feel that much or like feel any like like cold temperatures like real quick cold temperature changes um i've also gone to like really 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 old cemeteries in like san diego at night like middle of the night stuff and haven't really I mean, the only thing I was worried about is was like a crackhead coming up or like a heroin addict coming <laughs> yeah. up to like jump me for some money or some shit. Yeah. But I mean, that doesn't mean like it maybe won't happen. You know, you never know. Um, I'm not necessarily a skeptic, but I just haven't had the experiences. Yeah. I think it's a mentality too, in terms of like being acceptable to it. Cause it's like, you know, they say it's like sometimes you got to hone in on like, the you know and really pay attention to the surroundings because sometimes you know we do these things in our head where we try to rationalize things you know what i mean where we go oh this and that and so sometimes when you're kind of like let's say you're spooked kind of like how jamie was at michelle's and stuff there's more you're more acceptable to it you know what i mean because he already was building up this vibe and this storyline that led to it and so being within it and kind of you know since it's a more older home and everything and you're just kind of more letting your guard down because you're with your friends and a little more casual and then there's one thing that sets it off it kind of like you know makes it more opportunity based to occur you know rather than you maybe going to the cemetery just more as a you know experience more than like oh i want to get scared you know Yeah, definitely. And that kind of like comes into play of like, uh, and I'm kind of bringing it back to the conjuring. So I forget what they were talking about. Uh, oh wait, no. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember, like when you first see, um, the, the, is it Warrens, the Warrens? Yes. Uh, So when you first see the Warrens, like they're like, you know, doing a class at, or not, not when you first see them, but when you first see the mom of the family go to see the Warrens, they're talking about, you know, infestation, oppression and possession. So that's kind of like, you know, you, you know, you can either be, you know, have the story ready and you're kind of like going and you're like, you know, mindset of like, okay, either it's going to be like, oh, I'm going to rationalize something or, you know, your spirit's going to be, or your mentality is going to be not necessarily weaker, but, you know, I guess more open to the idea. And you can say, you know, that's, that's an infestation of, you know, someone, you know, a spirit can infect, you know, the more open-minded, I guess, or, you know what I mean? That's where I'm kind of going there. Yeah. The vulnerable can definitely be exploited in any manner. 
Yeah. And Garrett, you watched Conjuring one and two. I was able to watch the Conjuring the one. I couldn't find two, so unfortunately, I have to watch that one still. Okay, and that's fine. Uh, two is awesome, but out of the two, I prefer one. I feel like that one is my favorite out of the two. Yeah, I I really like from the trailer. They I, I remember they showed that part of the movie where they're doing like the clapping game. Yeah, dude. That part freaked me out so much. Just like the crazy, like the decrepit, like hands that come out and clap from like the wardrobe. Yeah, that yeah. shit was scary, dude. I was like, oh, oh, don't go over there. Yeah, that's why I, 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 I never want to play any weird games like when it comes like to like horror stuff because I'm just like, oh, like something weird like that's going to happen. What? You don't want to play blindfold clap game? We're playing it next time we hang out. No. No. I'm going to be blindfolded and your cat's going to maul my freaking face. <laughs> and I'm going to... Yep. No, it's just a spirit. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. What about like Ouija experiences? Like, yeah, a lot of people use the Ouija board. Are you scared to do that? You think something would occur? Summon something evil? Yes. I know. A, yeah, I know a fact Jamie's scared to do that because I'm always down to do a Ouija board. Yeah. I always laugh at those memes where it showed like the one where it was like one that was like as big as like a room and it was like yeah this is how you bring around the apocalypse because this is how you bring about the apocalypse white people <laughs> but yeah honestly like those type of things I'm always down it's like the thing where I'm just like I'm that I'm a little more skeptical about because I mean Hasbro sells a freaking Ouija board <laughs> you know what I mean so it's yeah. like but I mean there are some actual deep you know seated you know things in terms of like witchcraft and you know doing black magic that you know if you a Ouija board is a natural vessel or a natural tool for that yeah definitely I mean same as like Slayer is for you know demonic purposes Side note, I'm just going to say it. Your guys' friend with the toy room, if 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 her aunts were doing black magic in that toy room, your friend's a part of a coven. I'm just I'm just saying it right now. Uh, Probably. To be clear, and I don't know if this is like a front, maybe they, they or maybe she said too much, but I, I know she mentioned that uh, those um, girls that did black magic weren't a part of the family anymore. Like they kind of like got like, you know, cut out. But who knows? Maybe they're just saying that. Maybe that they were the actual people who did it. You know, they were trying to get you to stay, you know, oh, come watch community with us and yeah. then we'll freaking sacrifice your, you all to the devil. It's going to be the end of hereditary. You're going to walk into that room and they're all going to be naked and you're yeah. just going to be like, hell, Jamie. And you're just no. gonna be like, I'm, I'm dying for something <laughs> weird like that to happen because I'm not going out like these people in the movies. I, I, I've learned the spinning back kick. I'm ready to punch somebody in the face. It's been a really long time since I've been in a real altercation. So these fists of fury, you know, they haven't seen the light of the day in a while. So I'm ready. You know, all these weird uh, paranormal, like cult, like people you want to try to suck me in like paranormal activity. It's not going down like that. Dude, better watch out then. Don't drink any reddish drink. Watch out for hair in your food. Dude, that happened to me the other day. <laughs> I know. I what, what, what was I eating? There was hair in my food. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> this is it. And I was like, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember you had that red Powerade too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I can't remember where we were, but I was like, all right, this is it. I'm, I'm getting cursed. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> Midsummer. But, okay, but Garrett, so you like scratch the service, and I'm just a huge fan of, of the Conjuring, but like there's Conjuring 2, then there's all the Annabelles, but there's three, right, Nate? What, the Annabelles? Yeah. yeah. There's three of them. Like yeah. they. Go ahead. Just did. Oh, I was just saying, like, it was like they had the, you know, general Annabelle, Annabelle, and then they think they did the prequel one, and then they did like one where it like, actually took place in the Warren's home. Which was actually a pretty good movie. Yeah, but there was one thing that kind of like I was like, all right, this is kind of cheesy, and I definitely walked out of the theater of that one because it, got, it was that cheesy. <laughs> but um, I won't, won't spoil it for Garrett because he's gonna get there eventually. And th- and then there's also the nun Garrett, which you didn't see, or did you see? No, I didn't see that, but I knew the nun was a part of that whole kind of like, can we just call it a universe at this point? Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. It is. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I've, I mean, I haven't seen any of the Annabelles. Honestly, The Conjuring was the first movie I saw out of that, you know, uh, series or universe or franchise. But um, I've heard The Nun was was lack, oh. lacking luster. So. Oh, my God, it was terrible. Yeah. yeah. I saw it and I was, it was so laughable. I mean, that's the thing, like, in terms of The Conjuring universe, one thing that it does really well is it makes it seem, you know, real. Like, there's, you know... a kind of like a style to it that makes it seem like where you could kind of see that happening. There's some exaggerations, but it's, you know, it's because it's a movie. It's, it's always going to have exaggerations, but the nun just felt so insanely exaggerated that it just didn't seem to mold well with the actual theming of all that. Cause it was like, if the nun was this, cause the nun was just insanely powerful in the, that movie. And I was just like, if the nun was really that powerful, there's no way it, like it would be the same one in the conjuring too. There's just no possible way. Yeah. Dang. The only part I enjoyed about the nun was getting to watch, uh, what's her name from American horror story. Violet, the girl from season one. I'm really bad at actors and actresses names. Oh, yeah. But just cause she was in it or. Yeah. She's a total babe. Now I'm, gonna, now I'm gonna have to Google her name because you guys are really bad at it too. I'm assuming because nobody knows her name. Yeah, uh, really I, bad at it. I didn't really watch American Horror Story to be honest. I mean, I I don't really know what you're talking about. Uh, are you talking about the like the girl from it, like the the teenage girl? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't her know name's uh, name, God. But... She's a weird ass name too. Now I'm gonna yeah. butcher her name. It's uh, Tysa Farmiga. God damn it! I hope I said that right. Well, I didn't say I was a huge fan. I just think she's hot. Uh, it's oh. T A I S S A. And then, how do you spell her last name? F A R M I G A. I wonder if she's related to Vera Farmiga. Might be. Yeah, because that is that's she crazy. Because that's 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 the you know that's Miss Warren that's from Warren. yeah. Conjuring, and she was also, um, uh, uh, oh my god, why am I blinking on their name? She played the mom in Bates uh, Motel, the Bates Motel, yeah, yeah, that was really good too. She did, yeah, was she's a, a really good actress, yeah, dude. I love Bates Motel, that was a great series. You know, what's crazy is a couple years ago when I went to the east coast with Johnny, we were supposed to go to the Warren's Museum, but it 
it was under um it was closed because it was trying to find like a new location because i guess like the building didn't meet like the zoning requirements anymore and we were so bummed because that was something that we really wanted to do dude that was just the front that that place was probably so haunted and the the owners of the place were probably just like get your shit and get out <laughs> yeah and then it was like the three paranormal things we wanted to do we only got to do one because like the other thing that we wanted to do was we were trying to book a room in the lizzie borden um bed and breakfast and dude. yeah and like we were there like uh, we're not there we were on the internet like the day the bookings opened up for the day we wanted and the room where she murdered her mom got booked like super fast and like we, we could have got like another random room but we're like ah like this seems kind of like a cheap experience if we don't get the room where she actually killed her mom dude that is yeah. like it's so crazy to me that they're doing bed and breakfast breakfast bed and breakfasts at that house like that's so crazy yeah it's, well, it, I mean, it's, it's wild it's just kind of like people have an obsession with serial killers I mean just look at like you know people can go visit where you know the Manson murders were or people would send letters of admiration to these people I mean this is like this there's an obsession behind you know these twisted individuals that you know, it's kind of interesting in the grand scheme of things, thinking about it, you know, because we there's so many attractions and places to sleep and stay like that. They're surrounded by very terrible people. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy, though. Like, I would love to check that house out or. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm one of those people like it's just interesting and intricate oh, yeah, and like, too. yeah, <laughs> like we've you know, we've had all this like kind of pop culture, you know, boom of, of all that stuff. Like, I mean, I don't know if you did you guys watch that, that it, it was either a series or a movie of, about Lizzie Bourdain. I think it was like the the first live action Adams family. It was played by the girl who played Wednesday Adams. Never she played thought. Lizzie Borden. That was pretty good. Was it on Netflix or Hulu? I think either the movies on Netflix, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Definitely got to go check that out. I got a little list of um, horror movies I got to watch. I got to check out Maniac and Amityville Horror 2. Dude, wait, Maniac? Yeah. Yeah. uh, It was some uh, slasher film from the 80s, if I believe, if I'm correct. Okay. Yeah. Not the band. And not the comedy front on Netflix with um, yeah the like the psychological yeah the <laughs> psychological like kind of drama comedy yeah I was like what that's <laughs> yeah, um, a thing there's so many I mean it's such a broad name but, yeah. yeah Maniac is a 1980 slashers film and then there's Maniac Cop which was pretty good too <laughs> dang interesting i'll have to check these out there's so many weird obscure like dude the 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 like late 70s 80s and 90s had so many weird obscure like i want to call them like straight to video like horror slasher films yeah (laughs) sleepaway camp um yeah was one of them that one had like one of the biggest twists in like horror films and it was like you know like a b slasher yeah like that people still talk about that one I mean, there's a lot of, I like, I just like the vibes of, because I feel like they took deeper risks and like some of the older films. I mean, just look at like Texas Chainsaw and like the, you know, like it was like literally like cut, you know, based off Ed Gein and like some of the worst 
serial killers to live and they didn't pull any punches you know yeah i just like the like really suburban ones like i don't know like uh like santa's sleigh or things killing or one that always kills me that's like a, a it was a meme going around for a while or a little video uh if you guys remember silent night deadly night yeah garbage day. garbage yeah it's <laughs> my favorite i still like get laugh about that yeah the guy because it's mainly the guy's reaction no no yeah yeah, yeah. And that's how I was like, I don't know, like, it's funny because that's the thing. There's so many people where, like, horror doesn't necessarily have to be scary, you know what I mean? Because it's really goofy and offbeat horror that does really well. Like, um, Trolls 2 is, like, an example of that as well. Because it's, like, the one where the guy's like, oh, my God, they're eating her. And then they're going to eat me, too. And then he's like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, it's great. so bad. Yeah, it's so bad, but it's just so good and obscure. And I mean, it's still like that, too. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you know, it's like not really scary, but you're just like, what the hell? Like, it's just iconic and weird. Yeah. Or any Leprechaun sequel. (laughs) Leprechaun in the hood. (laughs) Yeah. What about um, it was like a more recent. It was like a Christmas movie. Krampus. Yeah. So good. The stupid little gingerbread man. (laughs) Yeah. I loved it. I love everything about Krampus. Like I want to, I want to, I want to celebrate Krampus, not Santa anymore. Dang. Okay. <laughs> I'm about it. Chains, that juju. chains. And instead of, you know, naughty kids getting cold, they get friggin' eaten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. So many kids would be eaten and I would be a little more happy. <laughs> yeah. Is there like a film that you guys consider underrated or maybe like a horror film that maybe you like that most people don't like? Underrated. Wow. See, I'm not like an expert and um, I feel like I don't watch a ton of horror in my spare time. I feel like I'm scouring the Internet for more rom-coms. I feel like that's my my style right now because I'm just, um, you know, going to Disneyland and being uh kind of um what else i'm looking for i don't even know what what i'm looking for but i I just love rom-coms for some weird reason i I feel like i'm from i feel like i'm mindy from the mindy project if that makes sense if you guys have ever seen that show (laughs) yeah 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 i feel like that's me um but i'm not uh you know like a a doctor is she a doctor i'm trying to remember now it's been so long since i watched it um or she i forgot what she was she, she worked in the medical field, but yeah. instead of that, I, I just uh, sell chips and merch and do an amazing podcast with people that I like. <laughs> what about you, Garrett? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we just uh, put um, Jamie under the bed and we're like, all right. <laughs> well, okay. No, no. Um, I mean, there's a few that come to mind. Uh, one that I, I forgot to mention that I really like that I guess some people kind of find kind of cheesy is a dead silence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My wife got me into that one. Um, it's not that bad. No, I, I mean, it's I like it. I, I like the I like it. And, and dummies always like creep me out. Like, I don't like dummies very much. Yeah. Like whenever we're in the magic shop, low key, like I like will like look at the dummy that's up there and be like, God, why does that thing still here? Like, it's not doing anything. Just go kill it. <laughs> um, Dude, and then, it. no, I'm not going to buy that thing. Never. If no, 
that's like my nightmare. Christmas gift. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, but newer ones come to mind. Like uh, I don't know if you guys remember Oculus. Yeah, I liked Oculus a lot, even though it was like really badly rated. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was pretty interesting. And then uh, my final one, I can't remember the name, but it was about like a light, like a, a creature would um, not be able to like go into light. And I remember this one scene, it's like in a warehouse where like, there's like, you know, like the, in a warehouse, they have like the, the kind of big giant lamps that like shine down into like circles. Mm-hmm. So it was like some weird stuff where like lights would come on and come off and like the creature would get like closer and closer to the victim. I forget what it was called though. I thought it was called light, but I kn- can't. I know it. Lights you're talking out. About. Lights out. Is, yeah, lights yeah. out. Uh, yeah. I like. I like that one a little bit. I just remember the was it the boyfriend who came in clutch with like the car alarm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But Why yeah. is it always like the 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 low key bad boyfriends that come in clutch, but then end eventually die in these films? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> no, it's just like the, I guess there's just tropes in these films that they always kind of either make fun of or follow. You know yeah. what I mean? Kind of depends on what category they want to fall on. Yeah, I mean tropes come out of truth, right? You know, some truth to the trope. So. Yeah. Do you remember? Okay, I guess this movie. I remember I watched it when we were on our East Coast trip and tried to get other people to watch it, but nobody really cared. Um, it was on, it was on Netflix. It was called The Babysitter. It was like a horror comedy. Yeah, I remember that. That was a weird turn, too. Yeah, I, but I thought it was like a fun movie. And uh, a lot of people that I talked to that are into horror just didn't really care for it. I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was an interesting take on like something like, you know, like they're. I mean, I don't want to spoil it. I don't know if if Nate's seen it or is he if he's going to see it. But like, you know, the whole like, well, the babysitter is actually like what some like I think witch or demon trying to like do some sacrifice. So people would like, she's like painting it as like these kids will be like eternal, like immortals. Right. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. spoilers is fine. It came out in 2017. We're almost yeah. in 2020. If they haven't seen it by now, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I follow this girl. Um, her, her name's Stephanie and she posted this video on her Twitter and it was like from like her ring camera, which is um, weird because it, like I don't know what she's actually using it for because um, it was like in her house. And I thought ring was supposed to be for like your doorbell or maybe they um, have other purposes for it. I, I don't know. But um, it was like pointed. It seemed like it was like in the corner of this room. And I'll definitely link this video in the show notes so people can watch this and see how trippy it is. But it seems like the camera was like in the corner of the room and it was like pointing. And then there's like a doorway and you can clear as day see this like spirit apparition uh, just like walk past the doorway. And it's in the shape of a person and it just kind of like fades away. And it, it just tripped me out that she caught something like that, like something so vivid. And this isn't coming from like a big like TV show that, you know, you could call hoax on. This is like coming from somebody that I know that I follow on Twitter that I've hung out with before posting something like so crazy like that. And it just like trips me out. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's always like sometimes people like see things and they swear to God, but it's just like phones or cameras 
just can't capture it. You know, it's just like the same thing. They say like babies and animals can see things that even like us as adults can't see because, you know, they have like a different view and like sight compared to us. Yeah, like untouched or un unweighed or unbiased. They just see yeah. things as how they how it is, even if they can't comprehend it, you know. Yeah, it reminds me of a which paranormal activity was it where they use the Xbox Connect? You know, they actually do that in real ghost hunting now. They use the connect, yeah. the map, the Yeah. <laughs> like you know. They, they do it in ghost adventures all the time. Yeah, it's a real That's thing. Crazy. It's, it's trippy because it sends out like a million like dots and like oh god, it's it's just so this is such a weird technology to like go from, you know, being used for like a camera for like a video game system to like searching for ghosts. Yeah, but so what does the connect do? Does it do a thermal scan or is it just It has like multiple like applic like scanners like it has yeah I'm trying to think it's been a bit since i've even like talked about <laughs> connect you know yeah Here, let me look it up right now yeah because that sounds interesting like how is it capturing it like you know like i would imagine it would have to be some thermal because you know usually you know they say that spirits or some you know of that kind have it's very they're very cold like really cold like the delta or change between temperature and like a room versus its spirit is like 20 plus degrees, right? There's YouTube videos how to make, like if you have a connect, turn into a ghost hunting application. Yes. <laughs> so it says that it uh, uses an RBG camera with a depth sensor and it's, uh, it's full body 3D motion capture, facial recognition and voice recognition. So there's no thermal. Hmm. Okay. But I think what it does is is with the depth sensor. So like it like projects like a million like I, and I say a million. I, I'm not sure exactly how many, but it just like projects like like a bunch of dots and anything that disrupts like the like wall of it. And then it just kind of like, you know, forms around it. <laughs> and I'm explaining this really bad right now as I'm thinking about it. But it's just yeah, it just kind of shoots out these like um, dots and. You have to go on YouTube because I'm doing a really bad job explaining it. Sorry, guys. It's a it's a very oh, intricate it's not, device, yeah. to be honest, because it's just like anything. It maps out each joint that you have. So like when you bend your arm, you know, and things like that, it, it can replicate that. In terms of like in the ghost hunting aspect, they only get like the arms, legs, head and torso. And so you see like, you know, when there's like a, something standing there, it does a whole outline of a person and it like moves right. it according to whatever it's sensing okay yeah i mean it makes sense like i've i've used the connect before like i played like back in my old old job they had like a connect for like just dance and i was yeah. like how is it capturing all these movements like to show you like if you're doing good or not but um, now i guess that's it yeah i guess someone took a picture of an infrared image and it shows it it's shooting out a laser grid for the entire like area that's in its scope Dang. so it's just a bunch of like laser it probably could be close to a million dang yeah it's pretty that's wild you should definitely look into that if you've never seen it being used for a ghost hunting stuff before it's pretty intense it's yeah a, i mean it's a pretty intricate device it's kind of crazy just how amazing of a camera it is even though it's you know kind of failed in terms of what it was made for initially yeah. Do you know if the the Xbox One camera uses the same technology or is it different? I think it's improved. 
Okay. Cause I don't know if you remember, and this is like a really deep reference, Nate. Um, I bought an Xbox one and I called you on Skype to test the camera. I don't know if you remember yeah. that, that Skype call. Yeah, I do. Dude, like the quality in that camera, which, and it was like came out like years ago because at that point I was living with John and Roland Heights. Like I, I remember us being on Skype and it being so clear and so crazy. Uh, it just and blew my mind back then. Too. Yeah. And zoom in on your face. Yeah. It like, it like auto track my, my face. Like whenever I would move, which was kind of creepy because like sometimes it would just like move in directions that I wasn't moving in. And I was like, wow, there's definitely something here with me. <laughs> yeah auto tracking and back then that's crazy yeah yeah it's a tense device i mean it's just i mean it's kind of like you have to like in order to know the actual like fiscality and what was put into this device you kind of have to watch like the old like announcement videos when microsoft was presenting it because that's when they really go in detail about just how much and, you know, this thing can track and accurately, you know, replicate movement. Yeah. And the next Xbox, whatever it's going to be called, it's not getting a camera like that because the first two were failures, right? They weren't necessarily failures. It's just, I think it's just like anything. It got gimmicky. I mean, even like the Wii Fit or oh, the Wii controllers got like that too, you know, like when it first came out, everyone was like doing Wii sports and doing all that. But after a while, you're just kind of limited and you're just like, well, how many times can I do, you know, the, the same thing over and over? You know, you kind of just get, it has like its limitations. And I don't think any of these gimmicky things has ever been successful. You think back to like the PlayStation, I, the connect the like we fit board like nothing has ever been like super successful until now with the <laughs> ring fit adventure <laughs> <laughs> holy shit garrett garrett have you played it since that one time you told me about it heck yeah dude i'm gonna get a yoga mat too i've been sweating too much <laughs> dude, babe, like tell us some of the activities that you've done with that because uh, I just uh, don't really know a whole lot about it outside of like what you said about it and what Nate's told me about it. So it's really all about just like, like any of those kind of uh, devices, it's just tracking movement. Right. So, um, I mean, you know, what it comes with is like this kind of like, uh, hard plastic ring that like can, you can contort, you can squish in or you can pull out, which it has some sort of tension. It's like a tension ring. And then you put the, you know, one Joy-Con on that. And then you put another Joy-Con on like this side, um, like, you know, uh, holster and like you put it around your thigh and it tracks your movement. And then you do like just a bunch of different stuff. So like you're constantly like jogging in place and the faster you go, the faster your, uh, avatar moves. Cause like the whole, like, like you have a few options you have, you can do like the, what they like do is the campaign, which is like this whole story driven thing, but you do the same like workout motions or you can do your own custom workout. Um, but basically for the most, most of the part you're doing, you know, running in place. And then you come up to these checkpoints where it has you do other moves like squats with the ring or yoga poses with the ring or like crazy weird, um, like ab workouts with the ring. So it's pretty interesting. Like I've, when I first started doing it, I just put it on extremely hard. And like after 20 minutes of it, I was like dead. I was like, okay, 
this thing actually does put a workout in. <laughs> Sorry to go off topic here. It's not very, <laughs> the workout what, part is scary, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's totally fine. But uh, is there like a goal, like when you're playing it, or like what's the point of it? Uh, I mean, it's all just personal goals, you know. Like, you know, are you, you know, are you doing this amount? Like, you know, it'll track at the end, like how many squats you did, how many this you did, how much you ran, like what the length would be, like as far as like how much you were, you know, running things like that like and then the the other goals are you fight bosses through like these squat moves and stuff like that so that's like the campaign mode that sounds intense like dude and you, you say fight bosses like what kind of bosses are you fighting so the main boss is apparently this workout demon who wants to <laughs> destroy the or bring every time you know he gets more swole or works out darkness hits the land <laughs> so you have to stop him that's wild it's crazy it's oh. like this almost chernadog looking style guy and he has like a onesie workout suit on okay when i see you on tuesday well yeah tuesday i want you to do a workout before we head out what oh <laughs> You also watch your move boy yeah, i, I want to yeah. see you want to see your form when you do these squats Oh, dude, it tracks your form and it says like it'll it'll like kind of like in DDR how it'll like either, you know, good, excellent or like perfect. It'll say like, oh, you didn't go down to, you know, you came up too quickly or you didn't go down low enough. And so like you're, you know, when you're attacking the bosses, you know, he has a health bar and the health bar, you know, the attack won't be as strong if you do the movement incorrectly. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. OK, well, I definitely want to check it out on Tuesday. You obviously didn't or don't have to do a workout, but it, it just seems really interesting. And I definitely want to see what it's like for sure. Okay. And, uh, it's October, 2019. Are there any horror movies left for the rest of the year? Cause I, I know that movie countdown just came out, which I really want to see. Mm-hmm. Did you get the app? No, I'm scared. Because <laughs> knowing me, I, I'm going to be the guy that gets like six hours left. Fuck. And I'm going to be like yeah. freaking out. I'm going to be like, shit, uh, I haven't beat the Outer Worlds yet. I got six hours to do it before <laughs> I die. Fuck everything else. Damn, forget it. I'm going to die. Quit the job. Quit everything. Just finish Outer. Dude, That's I'm funny. so obsessed with that game. I'm like not even kidding. Like, like I, I did a couple of missions because I did a podcast before this and I was like, fuck, the podcast went longer than I thought. I only got 20 minutes to play until the next one. God damn it. And <laughs> I was just like trying to squeeze in just like some game time. And like, trust me, I'm going to be up late tonight and I have a 7 a.m. podcast tomorrow. So oh, it's just like, fuck my life. But I'll figure it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're on vacation already. I forgot about that. Yeah. You know. Um, Honestly, it felt so nice, and this is going like way off topic, but whatever. Um, I was l just laying in bed watching more Anthony Panza videos. So shout out to Anthony Panza, the fucking boys, Jake's the boy, Rusty, Stefan, Augie, all all the guys. Shout out Cult, FTL, you know, you know the fucking vibes. Uh, oh but <laughs> I was just laying in bed watching those videos, and I'm like, wow, I feel so nice not have to worry about anything today. And like obviously, like I had something scheduled, like these podcasts, but. Like, like other than that, I was just just vibing out. I was just chilling, doing nothing. Didn't want to talk to anybody. Didn't want to uh, get out of bed. I just laid here. It was nice. Hell yeah, that's what's up. Um, 
but um, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, getting, going, getting back to if there's any horror yeah. films left in the year or in the season. Yeah, there's Doctor Sleep, which I'm yeah. stoked about. Is is it going to be good? Do you guys think it's going to be good? Let's talk about that. Um, I I think it's going to be good, but it's definitely going to like I don't know. It's not going to have the same vibe as The Shining because it's already it does what generally you shouldn't do in most horror is it's putting the reasoning behind the insanity of like his dad and everything where it's like this, you know, the shining, like there's a group of people that have this special ability of like connecting with the dead or, you know, vice versa. And they hunt each other down. So, I mean, it's already a far fetched thing, but I think visually and just, I think it's going to be a pretty insane movie. And he actually worked with Stephen King because Stephen King hated the shining movie, but it's such an iconic part of the history and story line. Now that most people associate, you know, what they think about the shining to the movie and not the book. And so they actually got permission for Stephen King to kind of mix both his book, which didn't reference anything ever mentioned in the movies, but to actually start working parts of the original shining into it. Dude. I'm excited for it. Like I, I mean, I don't know if it'll be like necessarily in the like yeah vein like you're saying, native like you know following what The Shining had. Like obviously it's playing off that story, and like you said, Stephen King and the actual book. But it's got it's got my boy Ewan McGregor. It definitely looks pretty interesting with some supernatural stuff going on, and they're going back to the hotel. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah, it's gonna be really good. I mean. It's just um, the guy, the director, he just came off of another film that was like visually very impressive. Uh, Mike Flanagan is his name. I'm trying to remember what he just. Well, he did the house, the haunting of Hill House, which Ah. and he did like Hush, which like which both are on Netflix. And he did the Gerald's Game remake, which was actually on Netflix too, which was really well. But The Haunting of Hill House, if you've seen it, is such a treat. Um, he was involved, you know, he was the editor and like did quite a lot of work on it. And so if you get like kind of the vibes and the visuals that The Haunting of Hill House has, but with an actual like full Hollywood budget, I'm kind of curious how amazing it might look. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah, that show was like super awesome for being on Netflix and all the like the little uh, nuggets spread throughout, like having to rewatch it and just like catching a ton of things that you didn't see the first time. I think it's always fun. Yeah, I like when they do that, especially when you have more context behind a film and there's there's a lot of foreshadowing that you see when you watch it again. That's always really awesome. And do you guys like us? No. Terrible. I the didn't, worst film. I haven't ever released. Seen us yet. Oh, you haven't seen Garrett? Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember going into it. Like, Nate saw it b- before me, and I always like to ask Nate his opinions on movies because I feel like he's like way more knowledgeable than me. And he didn't have like a lot of good things to say about it. And I was like, okay. I was like, maybe Nate's just being a hipster on this one. Um, and maybe it actually is pretty good. Like, let me go check it out. And I watched it and I was like, wow. I was like, Nate was really right on this one. And I, I didn't, um, it wasn't like, uh, like horrible. Like I, I didn't walk out of it because I definitely will walk out of a movie theater if I'm not enjoying it. Um, but it, it wasn't the best thing that I've seen. And just a lot of things that Nate had mentioned, like I felt like he was right about it. 
and uh, just wasn't one of my favorite ones of the year, even though I, I know it got like highly praised, but it's just, I, I didn't think it was that great. Yeah, it started off well, but then it's just completely, I mean, that's the thing with horror, even like anything, like you think of the thing, Alien, there's like, even though there's some parts that you have to have some disbelief, us just have the point where you're just like, there's just no single way this is possible. Like, it just makes absolutely no sense. And that's what completely kills a movie, like, especially a horror film for me, where it's just like, there's no reasoning or any substantial, I like, w- it wouldn't be possible. And I'm just like, so it just completely throws me off of it. Yeah. Well, Nate. Garrett, uh, well, not Nate. Nate's already seen it. Garrett, you gotta make some time at some point to watch it. Watch a worse movie. Watch a shitty movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's your homework. There's yeah. a few things that I gotta watch. Yeah. Um, but uh, hey, real quick, there's one more movie that's coming out early 2020 that I saw a preview for that I think might be interesting. It's The Turning. I don't think I've seen the trailer for it. Can you break it down? What's going on? So it's about a uh, caretaker um, who's hired to take care of two orphans. And it's like the really creepy the way they say like the orphans are like it's <laughs> it's 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 real like uh, it's 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 real incest vibes. They say like, oh, they're two purebreds. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> like uh-huh. that means they're kissing cousins or something like that. But uh, it's basically the 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 young nanny starts to believe that they're the country mansion that they're living in is haunted. And, uh, it has the kid, um, uh, what's his name? Finn. Uh, yeah. Finn Wolf from it and stranger things in it. Um, and then, um, Mackenzie Davis is the caretaker, which I'm pretty stoked that she's getting a lot of movie castings now. Cause, um, she was in this one show called halt and catch fire that I really liked. But she is going to be in the new Terminator movie. She plays like the the one that Sarah Connor thinks is a Terminator, but she's like a you know a human that's been like uh, I don't know like worked on to be better. But um, but that actress is really good too. So I'm looking forward to to that one, The Turning. Steven Spielberg even executive produced it. Yeah. So yeah, it looks like Universal's going really hard on because that's a Universal film. So I mean they're really coming out with supporting horror films again. Because there was a while, like how they, you know, were the ones who funded and made House of a Thousand Corpses with Rob Zombie, but they mm-hmm. just when it, you know, that was the whole thing. He when they first saw it, there was like, "There's no way that we can release this under our banner." Yeah, but they complete, you know. So he, he actually had to buy the rights for the movie back from them, like three years later, and then he released it, and then now it's like a cult classic for that. And but and then like he was saying, he was like recently on Joe Rogan's podcast, and he was like saying, he's like. It's funny now. It's a maze at one of their parks, and they're all glorifying it, even though they originally hadn't turned it away. You know, after seeing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just something about the times. Um, yeah, they, they just like didn't understand his vision. Yeah. Or maybe yeah, that's a, bummer, a really, man. it is a really messed up movie. It's a really interesting horror film too. So he did yeah. a good job. Can't really say that about some of his other ones, but. He, that one, he definitely did a good job, and I always felt it too. Yeah, no, that that's a great film. I gotta rewatch it. It's been a while since I rewatched House of. I watched it after I went through the maze again because I was just like, oh, I like it. 
I always, I always forget how like weird. And, you know, it's really weird. Is Chris Hardwick is like one of the people in there, like one of the main characters. <laughs> I was always like, but he's chubby and fat, and I was just like, oh my god. Like I was like, I didn't even realize he was in this film. Yeah. <laughs> he was really big. He lost a lot of weight. No wonder he was a douchebag. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens, man. You get you get too confident. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Universal is going really big on their horror now. It's it's interesting. One thing that totally sucks is how they murdered their, you know, the horror universe that they're trying to do with all the old classic Universal horror well, films that they have. They're kind of doing a soft kind of reboot of that because they got like the people from Bloomhouse are doing the Invisible Man, and they're saying that they're looking to kind of have Bloomhouse handle the universal monsters now and try okay. to do like a story with all of them. So it's they're They're trying, but just not like the whole Hollywood movie, like big. That was the thing. They tried to go, you know, actual like action Hollywood with like Tom Cruise and all that. And that's Chill. not what Chill out. they represent. <laughs> don't, <laughs> yeah. don't say anything bad about my boy, Tom Cruise. I was just about to talk about the mummy and how Bloomhouse needs to call Tom Cruise and make sure that he's still included. I'd rather get Brendan Fraser back. I'd rather take a fat, chubby Brendan Fraser than Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise is amazing. He's the best actor ever. No, nah, dude. I'll just take the the kid from that one. I think it was a Disney Channel original movie about the mummy. <laughs> Remember uh, that? <laughs> I do. What, the, oh, what was the name of that stupid movie? It oh. was Under Wraps, dude. Oh, my God. What was yeah. the kid's name? Hold on. Dude, <laughs> hold on. What the hell's that kid's name? We're looking it up right now. Yeah. It was. Uh, hold on. Okay, we're looking at the Wikipedia. Got decent reviews. Hold on, we're going to the list. I better have decent reviews. It was great. I think the kid's name is. Hold on. Yeah, it says his name is Mario. God damn it, with these weird names. <laughs> Uh, yet did yet. <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. Yet a dia, yet a dia. Am I pronouncing that right? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay, it's Y E D I D I A. That sounds pretty crazy. You, you guys take a stab at it. I don't know. Yet a dia. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I can't even say that without laughing. But okay. Um, well. Oh, he was uh, in James and the Giant Peach, Under Wraps. Wow, he literally didn't do a whole lot. He he took that Under Wraps money and just went to the bank. He's like, I'm out. See you later, Hollywood. That's all right. Him. Yeah, I don't blame him either. Yeah, it's a dark uh, world. Yeah. But, um, you know, going back to uh, Blumhouse and then I guess us for a second, uh, dude, Lexi put me on to uh, uh, Jordan, Jordan Peele. He's going to be remaking Candyman. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Dude, uh, I, I feel like, man, the, the actor behind Candyman was just so iconic for the role. It's kind of. It's kind of tough. It's like when they tried when they did the Freddy Krueger, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street reboot. Like a lot of people just did not like, you know, people like the other guy taking the mantle from Robert England. 
even though like um, the guy who played Rorschach, fuck, what's his name? It's he was, but uh, him like he. It's not like people thought he did a bad job. It's just when you have Robert England still capable of doing the role and you know delivering, it's just kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. And you I feel expect like you expect someone to be the role. Yeah, so something like Candyman, like that guy, like there's no way people don't think of that guy when it comes to Candyman, you know? Yeah, true. Like, it's just so iconic because he had that really deep, you know, just disgruntled voice where it's just like you're like, damn, you know, when he talked. Yeah. Yeah, Tony Todd. Like he just was, you know, very very good at what he did and that's why he you know was just never really associated with anything else yeah so when you do the job too good (laughs) yeah yeah well hopefully he does a good job maybe he'll you know be good yeah at least they got the guy who played uh black manta and aquaman to be Candyman. interesting I just remember thinking his character was whack in Aquaman. <laughs> He's always got kind of disgruntled like that. Yeah. I thought his character was pretty cool. Man. That's me, boy. If they just need a disgruntled black man, just get the guy who played um, uh, Stanley on The Office. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that guy be Candyman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm, some bees, motherfuckers. Yeah, it's called hente, and it's art. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that'd be the casting of the year. Stanley is Candyman. Yeah, that'd be great. Holy shit! Okay, that's awesome. Well, I don't think we're going to top that this year on the, the spooky cast. So I think this is a good place to end things. Well, all right then. Huh? Well, this has definitely been a fun one. Uh, I didn't feel like we did this much time. It feels like we've only been here for 10 minutes. And I definitely appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day and coming on and doing this spooky cast because it's something I look forward to every year. Yeah, it was good. It was funny. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Is there anything you guys want to say before we sign off? You want to recommend a movie, a horror film, something we didn't like? You're like, go watch this. If you haven't seen it, do it. Okay. Yeah. You guys uh, start Nader Garrett and then I'll, I'll follow up. I'll go. All right, if you've never seen it, see Halloween 3, Seasonal Witch. People always skip it because it was the non-Michael Myers one, but it's such a twisted and good film, especially for John Carpenter because it was one of the last ones he was involved with, but until the most recent one. And it's such a twisted story, and it's so good, and a lot of people now kind of looking back at it and appreciating it more because they're able to see it, you know, without like in hindsight, like thing, you know, it's like 2020 and you see, it and it's like, it's such a good film. And it was so didn't, it got a bad rap just because they departed. They wanted to make it an anthology series rather than one that centered around Myers. And it, it's really fun and really different. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, go see that. And also go check out, um, some of the ones I mentioned earlier, as far as, ones that are out include oculus which i really like lights out 
and then any weird obscure you know between late 70s and 90s horror film you won't regret it you'll have fun even if you're not into horror and then go check out some of the new ones too coming out so that's all i got all right I'm, I'm struggling to figure out which one i should recommend because i'm not like as into it as you guys are um because i'm trying to think back because I, I used to have this roommate and uh we used to have like this little group of friends that we'd all go like watch horror movies and stuff together and there was this movie that my uh buddy he had like the logo tattooed on him and it was like this the movie is called um demons I think it was called Demon, the Dario Argento. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, f- I figure that one, because that, that one's not like super mainstream to my knowledge. If you guys haven't seen yeah. that, I, I think that one was pretty pretty intense, and I definitely enjoyed that film a lot. That's the old school. Um, Argento's a horror legend in most people's eyes, so it's a good choice. Okay. Yeah. Nice drop. Well, there you guys have it. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Jamie R.K. podcast, Spooky Edition. Until next year, we'll see you guys again. Enjoy. Enjoy.